Well, that was an awful lot of fun. This is Corey, and this is the uh, the Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 291, <laughs> no matter what you may see otherwise, <laughs> of the, Fake the Anthem Fake news Podcast. out there is rampant. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. Again, I don't know how many times I must say it. The easiest way to find it is to go to anchor.fm forward slash oh the anthem. That will take you to wherever you get your fine podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, everywhere. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash oh the anthem, find your podcatcher there, and enjoy the show on a weekly basis. It'll download right to you. And of course, you can find everything oh the anthem at oh the anthem.com. Uh, yes. Also, you can find Oh the Anthem at Oh the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're watching live right now at Facebook.com forward slash Oh the Anthem, uh, where we record every episode live. You don't want to miss those. Make sure you go on there. You'll watch the video. You'll get a notification every 15 seconds or so that you're not following the notifications, <laughs> and you should have this turned on. Um, all the videos will also be available at YouTube.com forward slash Oh the Anthem. And as I said, everything Oh the Anthem, including the Oh the Anthem store, is available at Oh the Anthem.com. Indeed, indeed. Yes. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. I realized I didn't put this on the show itinerary, but I feel like I should. Oh, the, the freshly shaven face. I'm a little upset that we didn't record a little closer to uh, the day I shaved because as a manly man, <laughs> I've already started. I'm basically at, I don't know, like two days. Two yeah. days, it'll be right back to like just with the scruff where I like to have it. So, uh, but yeah, I am, uh, of course, uh, I didn't shave for no reason. I wouldn't shave for no reason. Uh, it's part of my uh, independence from being an attorney. So I need to have my beard. Mm. But I am uh, participating in No Shave November, uh, which, of course, is a charity event uh, where you donate the money you would pay for shaving uh, utensils and supplies uh, to uh very good cause for men's health, colorectal cancer, uh, pancreatic, not pancreatic, uh, the other one, prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, and they actually brought on St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital as a uh, one of the charities that they support this oh, year good. as well. So uh, if you are interested, I'll mm -hmm. get the link to Corey. I hope he can put it in the show notes. Uh, you know, donate $1, $5, $10. I think my goal that I set is $200 by the end of the month. Perfectly reasonable. Uh, I'm on a team with everyone at work. We're trying to raise $2,000 as a company. Uh, so $200 means that I can cover one-tenth, and I think that we have like 15 people or so. So I'm looking to, uh, to as the boss, do my part uh, to try and raise some money. So um, you have the link there, or you can go check out uh, you know, my Facebook page, my Facebook public page now. Um, Instagram, it's basically the links available everywhere. So go check that out. I think I could break off a couple shillings for that. Hey, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, as Roberto, friend of the show, Roberto pointed out, you are now a rich and stylish man. <laughs> and yet I'm sitting next to a dude in a Ravens jersey yeah. yet again for another week. Well, this is high style for me. I like <laughs> no, nothing is more luxurious than the the drapery of winnings. Oh, and what you can't see is the uh, the joggers and the Uggs that are underneath the desk here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of style. <laughs> it's like a uh, uh, fuck. What's the expression? Uh Find a girl on the streets and a freak in the bed. Uh, like, it's sort of like you I'm, want a lady in the streets yeah. and a freak in the sheets. Is I'm that like what you mean? A, I'm like a Lamar up top and a Tom Brady on the bottom with the <laughs> with the Uggs and the Joggers. I do want to get into mm. the Lamar controversy. And by that, I don't mean what's on the field. I mean what's on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> let's do that. But first of all, of course, guys, we're talking about sports ball. 
All right, so off the top, uh, we have a couple of the topics we want to talk about, but the Ravens were victorious once again this yes. week. Um, and uh, a lot of crow being eaten in my office this morning. Oh, were there some Patriots fans? Oh, no, but not Patriots fans, but it was like, listen, it's easy for a rookie quarterback to look good when he's playing this team or that team. And mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, uh, one of the guys is a Kansas City fan. I will note, I talked zero shit when Patrick went down with a knee injury. I said, it's fucking tragic. Uh, Let's hope this is more like not RG3 and just slight injury and he'll be back. Mm. Turned out he's going to be back in like six or eight weeks. So good. Um, Because those games are exciting games. I want to see... Uh, Lamar playing Patrick Mahomes and I, Baker Mayfield for the I next I don't decade. want Patrick Mahomes out. No. Like, I just like watching him play. It I, makes the game better. I don't want him, like, you know, doing really well against me. But <laughs> that's, like, that's not an injury thing. I just hope he that – that's more, the day where he decides to throw a bunch of interceptions. That and, was our defense's fault, <laughs> not necessarily their offensive fault. Um, but uh, – so, yeah, everyone was talking a lot of trash about how, like, oh, well, you're about to go play the Patriots. So yeah. it'll be a whole new experience for you. But it turns out not that not that different from most weeks. I don't know. It's uh, You know, I, I uh, one thing I like about the Ravens in regards to the Patriot games is that a lot of other teams get really nervous when they're playing the Patriots. Like, you know, like, oh, we got to think about every single option because mm-hmm. Belichick can out-scheme you. And, like, I'm worried that the – I'm a Falcons fan. I'm worried that the Patriots are going to find some way to outsmart us and beat us. The Ravens as a team and, like, Harbaugh as a coach never seem to be intimidated much by playing the mm-hmm. Patriots. It's kind of like when, the, when, lot, the, when the Yankees were good – and the re- like uh, the Yankees Red Sox rivalry for a while. Yeah, it was like everyone was afraid to play the Yankees except for the Red Sox, yeah. who were just like they're on our level. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that last night was a great example of that. They came in, they weren't they weren't kowtowing to them at all. They just played their game. We and- gave them seizures with the lights at the stadium. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of our strategy. I love those lights too. That, that's so good. I I mean I really I, I really want to see like I wish the Ravens would just put out a video of like. The intros, but like from like a high angle, like so up in the, the 300 level, so you yeah. can see all the lights going off at the same time. But I, I didn't even realize that we haven't had the experience because I bet the lights are doing that on Sunday afternoon too. We just from TV we can't tell that. I don't think going I don't on. think they've been doing it during the day games I, that I know of. It's I know just a night effect. I mean, like I don't really think no. it would uh, influence much during the day. No, but it's just. And a way to do it, something yeah. to do. When you spend, you know, a hundred million dollars or whatever they spent on upgrades over the, se- the mm. off season, it's like, no, no, you use that motherfucker. I don't. <laughs> I, I, first down, no, use it. I don't care. <laughs> Fla- flash away. <laughs> we spent an awful lot of money. I expect that thing to get used regularly. Thank you. Uh, wait, maybe I'm just channeling my mom to say everything. is like, are you not wearing your new shoes? I'm about to go play in the mud. You go outside, you wear your new shoes. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're thinking this through, Mom. I don't. It doesn't make much sense. There was a, uh, uh article I read a long time ago about the, the deal that the Bengals have with the Paul state Brown of Ohio Stadium. and oh. Cincinnati yeah. over how the upgrades are supposed to work at their stadium. <laughs> and there was something in the contract about, like, that if a certain percentage of teams in the NFL have a certain technology, then the state of Ohio or Cincinnati or whoever has to provide that technology for Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah. 
So if and like I think the example they used in like the thing is like if holographic replays come into uh, the NFL, then you must equip Paul Brown Stadium with that technology. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of like us being a leaseholder at the stadium kind of thing. And everyone was like laughing and like, you know, like, <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that? But now I bet like a whole bunch of stadiums add like flashing lights to their whole yep. like that's going to be a thing that a lot of teams start doing, I think. It was and a good effect, and and it played well on TV. I can't imagine what it was like in the stadium. Yeah, I, it had to be fantastic. So imagine, like they always do the darkness on the night games, that then comes up mm-hmm. when the players come out. But like the ability to be just be like, well, they couldn't do the dark. No, they they couldn't do that before. Is that what it is? They they weren't able to do it. They part of the improvements they made to the stadium was they replaced all the lights. Okay. Now the lights before would have to power on. So they'd be on all the time because it would take like an hour for them to get like up to. I was watching the Super Bowl and I'm pretty sure that I saw the lights. <laughs> no, like that one's a, one that one's a little bit different. That, oh, that, okay. wasn't, that right. wasn't planned. That was a uh, inadvertent power outage. That was one brother playing a big <laughs> prank on the other brother. That was Robert to. Goodell in Park Avenue offices going like dead. <laughs> <laughs> this game's getting out of hand. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I do want to give you an opportunity, since you are wearing the Lamar jersey, mm-hmm. to uh, regale the fans with uh, the tale of how that jersey came to be on your body. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. And to talk as much shit about fanatics as you possibly can. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know how much sports merchandise people buy. Uh, I haven't bought an NFL jersey in a while. The I haven't bought a legitimate one in a while. <laughs> the last one I bought was a CJ Mosley jersey, and I think that was in his like second year. So I've been rocking the same jersey for like four years now. About I have a Suggs jersey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was from that Chinese knockoff site that we see. But Suggs is kind of timeless. Like for yeah. this season, I've been wearing Ray Lewis because like it's no matter what, it's like it, it's always in fashion kind of thing. And uh, who's the other jersey I have? Uh, Lime, uh, Doomerville. Doomerville. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, had a solid one and a half years. <laughs> listen, uh, I have a soft spot for the uh, safety position because uh, also I like a guy who's got a cheer. Um, He's a linebacker. He no, is he? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> soft spot for them too. Uh, that, uh, that's the position I played, and actually, I, that's what I was thinking about when I was in my mind. I was thinking, I'm like, all right, that's not the line. It's the safety behind him, right? Now it's the middle linebacker, and then the the safeties over yeah. there. Um. Anyway, I have a soft spot for a guy who has a cheer. Todd Heap. Mm-hmm. That's Heap. great. Uh, Justin Tucker. And Tucker we trust. Uh, I think people just, just shout his name. Yeah. Both women in his personal life and <laughs> you know fans in the stands. Um, but uh, every time that uh, Doomerville would lay like a, a, one of those hits that you can hear on yeah. the 300 level, it would just be like, do I, I just enjoy. I yeah. enjoy that. Also, uh, I like defensive player jerseys. If that those two jerseys did not give it away. Yeah. Yeah, because offense is overrated. And not that it's overrated. It's that uh, we didn't have football for a long time. And then we came and got a football team. And uh, the offense sucked for a really long time. So it's like, yeah. let's just cheer for the defense. Like, like up until this year, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, no, I mean, Flacco had a couple good years. But yeah, never, but Flacco like, never really had like you know like a top offense kind yes. of thing. you know like well he's an elite quarterback there were there were great running backs and Flacco was all right but there was never like a wide receiver to be seen on this team yeah uh by the way uh Denver mm-hmm. enjoy that <laughs> enjoy that. I love the fact that uh he's he's injured or reserve now with a literal pain in the neck which is what <laughs> I imagine he's causing Denver at the moment 
That's How <laughs> much is that going to cost him? What is his uh, contract this year? Oh, I'm sure he gets paid regardless. I'm just. Oh I, no, no, that's what I'm saying. He, they're paying him to be on in yeah. reserve, and next year he's going to be another year older. Well, and, so uh, I, I was listening to a, a football podcast not too long ago, and I was just like, uh, they were talking about NFL sa- quarterback salaries right mm-hmm. now, and they're just like, this guy's getting paid 37 million, and this guy's getting paid 35 million. Somehow Joe Flacco is reasonably priced <laughs> at this point. Meanwhile, meanwhile, everyone when this contract was signed was just going like, oh my god, at the end you're going to be paying Joe Flacco 25 million dollars a year. That's that's absurd money. Yeah. And now it's well, like he's injured a lot. <laughs> now Blake now, Bortles makes that reckoning up. Like, <laughs> just like first of all, Blake Bortles should make that no, no matter I what feel, position you're being. Like, like, I know it's that's hyperbole. That's not really what he's getting paid. But I'm just saying, like, uh, I think that it's funny. Like every single time we hear a sports contract, we're always just like, oh my god, the ungodly song. Like I remember, uh, I was watching uh, uh, Ken Burns baseball, and they were mm-hmm. talking about Barry Sanders or Barry Bonds signing the like, richest contract in baseball. Yes, and just like brace yourselves. He's going to get paid $3 million a year. And people were just like, holy shit. But that $3 was in, million to play baseball? That was in 90, what, $6? $91. So that's like, what, like a billion and a half dollars now. <laughs> Inflation is a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, people at McDonald's are still making $10 an hour. Yep, yep, yep. That's how it works. Poor stay poor. Poor get poor, rich get richer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anywho, back question, to wait, wait. Yeah. question is, this is a machine to kill facets. <laughs> Thank you, Alex Trebek. Anyway, yes, um, your story. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you've recognized this in the last couple of years, but Fanatics has sort of just taken over the world of uh, on, of sports merchandise. Uh, the NFL, the MLB, NBA, and NHL all have their uh, in-house shops through Fanatics. Hmm. Like they, uh, they're the people who opt. It's like Ticketmaster. Like if you're buying tickets for any of these games, most of the time you have to go through Ticketmaster to be able to buy the tickets. Much uh, like Ticketmaster, I go to the knockoff apps and get the <laughs> other tickets from other places because I'm not paying Ticketmaster. Right. But yes. Um, so, I mean, like in a way, it's all good because uh, the way the Fanatics had sort of sold itself is like uh, – we we never have to worry about like physical inventory of specific items because we have everything we need to be able to make items quickly if there's a huge demand. So if uh, a lot of people want to buy Lamar Jackson jerseys, we have a whole bunch of blank Raven jerseys. And if it looks like it's going to take a while for our stock to get out, we'll just print a Lamar Jackson jersey and send it out, and it's it's good as new. That was the it's the, basically CEO. the same. It's the that same. was the CEO yeah. talking about it. Uh, and how he, he gre- created such a competitive advantage for himself. Uh, I ordered a Lamar Jackson jersey two weeks ago, um, saying to myself, like, well, we have the bye week this week, and, you know, I want I want to have it for the Sunday night game, so I should probably order it now. Uh, uh, when I order it, it says, like, we'll ship next business day. I get an email after I order it saying, uh, we'll ship tomorrow. We'll arrive by next Monday, so this past Monday. Um and I'm just like, great. Monday rolls around. Sidebar there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked about this before, but the unbelievable inconvenience that it would take five business yeah, days for me to ship something at this point. Just and like, the fact that I had to I'm pay sorry, $12 to, sh- to get five-day business shipping. You're, I'm just you're like, charging me to not get it here tomorrow? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is this available on Amazon? I can just get that <laughs> delivered to me directly in two days. I'm yeah. not... Uh, 
I'm not sure how that's going to work. But, well, yeah. anywho, I... Uh, yeah, by the way, CEO of Fanatics, uh, not only do you not suck, but you can't work something out to get better shipping rates as much as they have to be shipping? I mean, it's not Amazon, but I feel like they have to have a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, work on that. Also, this. So, uh, Monday rolls around, and uh, I haven't received the jersey. Mm-hmm. And I haven't received any shipping information either, even though sometimes... Surprised. I do buy things online and I don't get shipping information. It just shows up. <laughs> so like not everything is like Amazon where like you get the like your order's on the way. Here's the tracking number, blah blah you know? We are so spoiled. <laughs> it's just <laughs> You know that I there remember was back this... in the day where you used to order things off the phone and then like they'd show up like eight to nine months later. Just out of <laughs> my dad that If you we... weren't there when the when the po- when the guide came to deliver it, then he would come back the next day. Come, no, listen, my dad at one point got mail delivery once a week. <laughs> and if you weren't there to sign for your package, hopefully it's gonna come back in a week and not get returned to sender. But yeah. also he tells he told me a story once when I was complaining about like four day shipping, uh, four day shipping at that point, you know, back in the early aughts. Yeah. Uh, about how at one point he to order something in the mail, you clipped out the thing and you filled it out and then you put your like 35 cents in, which is like, you know, Apple stock value right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you sent it away and oftentimes you would get the thing and forget that you would actually send away your money to get it. It would be like nine months later and this thing would show up and you'd be like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I did want a lemon zester, Ah, a decoder ring. Um, this probably made sense to five-year-old me, but since I'm about to go off to the army, I'm not really sure. Uh, this makes sense. Oh, I was drunk that night. I ordered this (laughs) knife set. (laughs) I wonder, how free you know once the sears and roebuck catalog came yeah. in how often were people drunk in drunk ordering shopping stuff? at home and like how was there a person at sears and roebuck who's like jim i got another one i can't read this and jim's wife's an alcoholic but he doesn't say anything about it but that's how he can read it yeah she's putting the shopping list in her drunken ass handwriting right, he's like he- i'm a professional at this <laughs> he's got the sear stones that he can like it turns into English when he looks at it the right. He's just like, oh, yeah. Okay, wait, wait. So if this is not a case of wine, this is definitely uh, you know, a, cho- a children's play place. That's what that is. Yeah. So let's uh, ship that out. Did, With the wine. They did, in fact, send the 35 cents for shipping uh, to get the children's play place there. So I think we're good. Yeah, let's send this 900-pound item through the mail for 35 cents. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Um. So uh, Monday rolls around. I haven't received my jersey, so I figure I'll call and like figure out what's going on. Um, As a reasonable person might. Yeah. So I, I, you know, sit through hold and everything like that. Eventually, I get through, and the woman says, "Well, you ordered a special event item. I don't know why you would expect it so quickly." And I'm like, "What? A, what is a special event item? Because this seems like a pretty standard thing, like a yeah. regular NFL jersey of I'm a popular look, player. I'm looking at it now, and I thought maybe it was like a, a like rookie special edition. I see nothing on or it. Or like that. even like the NFL 100 logo. Yeah. Like maybe that would have made it a special item per se or something like that. It looks like a pretty standard Ravens jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, this isn't the one that, that I never actually got the one from Fanatics. I, I had to buy this from Nike directly. But That's true. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that part. Sorry. <laughs> So maybe that one has some sort of special like, <laughs> like some patch on here going like will not kneel for flag or something like no, that. No, it's a signature series. The uh, the eleven year old Chinese boy who's putting it together actually <laughs> signs, signs the inside and lets you know that uh, international <laughs> commerce works. 
Thank you so much, inspected by number four. <laughs> uh, the uh, So I call up and they say, this is a special event item. Why are you expecting it so quickly? I'm like, I have an email saying I should get it by today. Uh, eventually, I got the manager who like had to apologize for the first person. It's just like, oh, don't pay attention to her. And then he's just like, all right, so uh, since you ordered it, we ran out of stock. So we're waiting for more to come in. We should get them today. Um, and I will send it out immediately tomorrow. And uh, for the for the trouble, I'm going to refund your shipping cost. And I'm like, well, if you're refunding shipping cost, <laughs> why don't you just imagine that I ordered two day shipping so that it can get here as quickly as humanly possible and then just refund that? He's just like, got it. And so <laughs> took the shipping cost off. And I had the, the, the guarantee way. from this guy who who spoke English, like clearly sent from like an Indian call center to somebody in the States. Who yes. <laughs> like, this is uh, I'm the I'm the floor manager of a place that clearly is not anywhere near the floor you were just talking to. This is your fatal flaw. <laughs> you think you are such a strong negotiator that you did not question when this gentleman was like, "What? Yeah, free two day shipping. Let's do it." Uh, you're just like, <laughs> "Well, no, he he, he boy, made, am I a shrewd negotiator." <laughs> he made assurances to me that uh, it was going to ship the next day and that I was going to receive it by Friday. Well, listen, and I'm like, great. You so, can always trust that. Uh, that girl at the club the other night made... Who really definitely, <laughs> definitely wants to go out with yeah, you. Yeah, really strong assurances <laughs> that uh, she really liked you a lot. Uh, and then the money ran out. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, the next day rolls around. I get an email from Fanatics. Uh, our, my item is not going to ship uh, that day, <laughs> as promised. Um, and instead, it will ship out on November 20th, which is still... Fucking 16 days from now. Uh, that, that still that gives you a solid month of the season to wear the jersey. That wouldn't even arrive in time for the Monday night football game that is happening like That's four right. weeks from now. Like, it, it's ridiculous. And no, I called You the, might get it. You might get it on the 25th. Like, listen, as we're walking as possible is November 20th. And so I call up again. And again, the person who I spoke to in Slovenia or whatever uh, was talking about like yeah well we're having a lot of problems getting that item in stock and i'm just like why are you having problems getting that item in stock i thought you guys made everything in factory it's just like no no we don't do that it's just like well what's the problem with getting the thing It's like i don't know some sort of labor dispute i'm like okay great um it's <laughs> like uh well a manager told me that it would be shipping today so can i speak to a manager about the situation he's just like yeah sure and he sends me off to the manager uh, I talked to the manager about the uh, <laughs> the labor dispute of which he claims there is none mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that these things aren't in stock where he's just like, well, they're definitely going to be in stock. And I'm just like, all right, great. Uh, somebody said they were going to they were going to have them in today and that they were going to put it into a thing and send it right away. And he's just like, nobody should have promised you that. Nobody knows that. And I'm just like, well, that's what was promised to me. So what can be done? He's just like nothing. I'm like, great. Cancel the order, please, because I'm not waiting until the 20th to receive this. I just love that everyone in, like, <laughs> wherever in the world they were actually taking your call from was doing everything possible to keep your order in the system. Yeah. And this dude's just like, nah. You, last time you got the guy who really likes his job yeah. and was trying anything to keep it. Like, I'm not going to be able to keep any of these promises, <laughs> but I want this guy to keep his order in. This dude's just like, fire me. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, nobody should have promised you that. Nope, we are a horrible company. We can't do the things we promise. Cancel your order? Yeah. Sure. Give me your first name. Let's do this. Well, the thing, too, uh, is, like, I kept, like, 
the manager was like laughing along with like the the hypotheticals I was making. I was like, you know, like if I ordered a pizza from Domino's and it said it would be here in a half hour. And then half hour passes and I call up and I say, hey, where's my pizza? And they're like, oh, we swear to God, the guy's leaving right now. I'd be like, oh, great. And then an hour and a half passes and I still haven't seen the guy. And I call up and I say, hey, where's my pizza? You said the guy was out the door with it. And it's like, well, actually, we don't have anything to make pizzas today. (laughs) But nobody told you before. Yes. But in a couple days when we do get pizza ingredients, we'll send you a pizza. And I'm just like, well, that's I wanted pizza tonight, not three days from now. It's just like, well, we'll. We'll process you a refund. It'll take 94 to 87 business days. <laughs> Listen, goddamn Eventually, we'll... Want everything right now, always now. Well, pizzas, I mean, like, your jersey. Just this week, you had Halloween makeup show up like a week late, and Roberto had like Hall- a Halloween costume piece like arrive like two days ago. And like, I don't, I, and I, I'm like, <laughs> as I like, open the package, I said, there is no way. Who that fucks this, is this up? Be. Like, you, you work at a Halloween store, and as you're dropping this in the mail, you're saying to yourself, Ooh, you really should have done this a couple days ago. Really missed this order. Uh, it's going to arrive. Hey, when do you think this will get there? And the, guy, the mailman looks at the package, and he's like, I don't know, November 3rd. And you're like, yeah, let's just go ahead and send it. Maybe it's a late party. It's fine. I just imagine that, like, you know, like the I, I put my Fanatics order in, and I sent it off, and it goes to, like, Fanatics HQ, and some guy just, like, prints it off of, like, the dot matrix printer and, like, rips it off and he looks he's just like fucking football jersey in october what the fuck who does the guy think he is like uh, you should we thought don't, ahead brother we don't, ha- we don't have those no <laughs> see and based on the uh the delivery and shipping why, time, would, why would somebody want to order a football jersey during football season it's like order it in april like the rest of us I, well idiot. first of all you should have prepped ahead of time <laughs> i I, I imagine he rips it off the dot matrix printer and he uh, looks at it and then shuffles it and then hands it over to Ethel. And Ethel's like, Jackson, got it. <laughs> now, these, these are clearly like ironed on at this point. Like it's not <laughs> oh, so she then takes the, uh, the hot iron or the iron and sits it on the stove. And she's just like, let's light this up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ethel, when's that going to be ready? I, I don't know. November 20th. I think we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> what? But tell him it's going to be tomorrow. I don't it's, know. Uh, it's awfully hard to light this <laughs> this uh, iron with a lighter. If only I was provided with better materials from <laughs> Fanatics. Or Meanwhile, yeah, it's actually not. Ethel. It's a child in the third world, and they're ironing with a cold iron. And they're like, if you want heat, you need to work faster. And it's like, Blow on it. <laughs> Your, your breath is 98.6 degrees. <laughs> we poke fun, but uh, child <laughs> but labor si- in the third world is a serious issue. Yeah, one that Fanatics I'm absolutely positive is responsible for. 100%. So, and you know enjoy who's not that. responsible for that? Nike, whose jersey you decided to buy. <laughs> yeah, They're know, definitely not the, using third Well, the world problem labor. is like... If you want a jersey from somebody who's not in the market in which you live... Like, if I, if I was a Rams fan and I wanted an Aaron Donald jersey, there's... I could have one in an hour. I could go to any number of places and pick that up. But if you want somebody who's out of town, like, what do I do? Like, call up greetings and readings and be like, yo, put a jersey in a bag and send it to me. Like, so, my options are limited. So, like, literally this, all I had was, I, I tried, like, ordering it from Dick's, too. Like, I was just like, fuck Fanatics. I'll order it on Dick's. And then I go to Dick's website. And they sell NFL jerseys, but it's just sort of like do you want this white Lamar Jackson jersey and extra small? And I'm just like, no. And I'm like, well, that's all we have. I'm just like, 
who the fuck wants that? <laughs> like, who's planning? Where, where's the guy in Dick's going like, oh, this Lamar Jackson character is awfully popular. Let's have as little many jerseys as possible. I, I, That's why I love small businesses, because <laughs> there's a place in Virginia, and uh, I saw a shirt online, and I was like, I really want it. And everywhere I found was out of out of stock. Yeah. But I found it at a little place, and literally called them and was just like, hey, so here's the deal. Uh, I see that you don't have my size, but I'm really looking for this shirt. Got off the phone with me, called around to other places, mm-hmm. found it, got it, shipped it to me, and no premium whatsoever. Yeah. Now, got themselves a five-star review on Google. And when you are me and mm. you have 109,000 views on your reviews, maybe that's important. Maybe it's not. Maybe people take what I say kind of seriously. I don't know. But, but I mean, I guess, I guess you small businessman, I guess we're at the point now where, uh, fanatics either has all the people who listen to this podcast, hound them about how terrible they are. And, uh, they go like, wow, we pissed off the wrong person. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be such a horrible business anymore. Or, uh, you know, like nothing happens and that's fine too. But it's just like. Listen, fine people out there on the internet. The we very, got ourselves a suite at the at Flamingo. The thanks le- to you. At the very least, I vented. <laughs> well, we got a suite at the Flaming- uh, Flamingo thanks to the listeners responding to what we said. Uh, I could still use a jersey. I'm just saying. So maybe you just shout out Fanatics about how horrible they are. I think it's at Fanatics. Right? Yeah. And uh, just let them know. Uh, and maybe we get another jersey. Mm, it's fine. There you go. Yes, Fanatics, if you find this. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the size is. If you find this deeply unsettling, then you too can can make us right. I would love to give you an (laughs) outstandingly glowing review. Not only on Google, but here on the podcast. And all that would take is... uh, Yes, we complain, but we can be bought. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We can be bought. Uh, If there's one lesson, that's it. I just like how Rob goes from one week just going like, guillotines, guillotines for everyone. And the next week, it's just like... I have to talk to you about the fantastic experience I had with Fanatics.com getting my Hollywood Brown jersey. I (laughs) will get back to guillotines late in this episode. But we've now talked 25 (laughs) minutes about uh, about the Fanatics and the Ravens. Uh, Ravens won versus the Pats. Uh, Let's go (laughs) in. Great game. It was a very good game. Very interesting. Uh, let's lightning around the rest of our sports ball stuff here. Yeah. Um, a team which shall not be named won the World Series, and they can all rot in hell. Um, <laughs> hey, do they still need uh, all of those the money from the uh, you know uh, Masson? Oh, they'll deal? get it. I God know, but do they need it? it now? They're World Series champion. You think that they would drop it? But they won't because it's DC, and everyone in DC sucks. Everybody, by the way, all of you were fans of Orioles or some other team, like you know, a decade ago or whatever it was at this point. Uh, and you're all acting like, oh, the long national, the Washington hasn't won a World Series since 1925. It's like, shut the fuck up. You, you don't hear that, like, some bereaved franchise. Like, don't, don't act like. Yeah, look at Montreal and look at their fans <laughs> yeah. who don't have a team and don't have a World Series right yeah. now. I you stole their <laughs> I, I would so much rather this be the Expos World Series. I would be so happy. I, I, I would have been watching this World Series like just uh, uh, just glowing from ear to ear if, the, if it was the Expos in the world. Like finally, after yes. all this time, they had Bryce Harper and then he left. And now he's they're all by themselves and they've managed to put this scrappy team together. Oh, I'd love them. Maybe <laughs> maybe they'll get a new stadium. finally. <laughs> <laughs> they're still playing in the stadium. The Olympic. 
Yes, uh, which I think was built for the 60-something games. Like 72, I think, or whatever. Ooh, that yeah. is an old stadium. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I always liked how they basically had a thing like holding the roof. <laughs> like, like the Metrodome had the same sort of like look, and then it collapsed. And it's just like, they're just like, we prepared for this situation. Yes. We have large tower <laughs> that hold middle. up roof. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's Canadian engineering, man. <laughs> you got it. I like my Montreal accent of just like barely French. That was French. way more Quebec than, <laughs> than uh, oh, wait, it's Montreal and Quebec. It yeah. is. It is in Quebec. Yes. Are the people in the city all super French? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my, right. I take back everything I said. The Expos, <laughs> the nice you deserved <laughs> everything that got you got coming to you. So Take that, Montreal. Good. Enjoy. Second largest city in Canada, I think. Uh, I was about to talk shit about it not being the largest city, but I'm like, oh, D.C. is not even close to being the largest (laughs) city in the United States. Uh, Yeah. Oh, anyway, so uh, one other thing. Uh, The NCAA ruled that they can start paying players. (laughs) Well, that's a charitable way of putting that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? The players won. They've been struggling for years, and they finally won. Uh, Last week, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California here uh, said that the NCAA wasn't allowed to not pay the players in any means yeah, uh, for yeah. what happened. And then the NCAA sort of saw that, like, without California, this whole, like, college sports thing is a little problematic. Yeah, I think we have, like, 12,000 <laughs> colleges in the NCAA right now. So so uh, they were just like, oh, this seems like it's going to be a problem that is going to become bigger, and let's get ahead of it now. And that's sort of where they are. Um, and but I think it's only I, Division One. It's only Division One sports that make some kind of money. I, I think it's. I think it's. A, it, they're going to figure out any way they possibly can to not uh, make this matter at all. Like uh, I'm sure that every player is going to get an even cut from their likeness in EA Sports, NCAA yes. football, 2020 or whatever. But like you know, the idea that you know you're going to be able to buy the star player's jersey and like have a, uh, you know, a Lamar Jackson jersey from Louisville yeah, and no. he gets any of this money is a ridiculous pipe dream, which you are ridiculous. However, if you want to play, I don't know, women's golf right now at a mm-hmm. college, now's the time because they are going to start dumping money into non division one sports. Well, I mean, so a lot of this too, just from the California ruling, just yeah. to like get around it, like, they were they were making the arguments that like uh, players were getting you know like listen uh, if you're a member of the USC crew team mm-hmm. you're getting a Nike outfit to yes. wear to your thing and that Nike outfit isn't free we pay for that for every player and yeah. therefore you know like they're not expected to get paid for the time that they are rowing because they are getting a free Nike outfit mm-hmm. every couple weeks <laughs> like and the football like, program by the way pays for all of that yeah which. Is not true. I, I mean, it is true, but it also pays for a, a thousand crew members who they have ten on the team. So, or is it a is it a team? Is it crew? Yeah, crew team. Because crew is a sport. Yeah, rowing is when it's you or one other person. Crew is when it's an entire. Yeah, it's the crew. whole thing. And there's yeah. a guy at the front going like stroke, stroke, stroke. <laughs> yeah, I want to be that guy. <laughs> Can you imagine? I lettered in crew. What'd you do? I called out stroke every second. I yelled at people. Yeah. That's my kind of sport. I really would enjoy that. Of course, I'd have to. Everyone would be looking at me like, listen, uh, maybe we'd be a lot better at crew if we didn't have a 300 pound guy at the front of the boat that we're fucking carrying around. 
So like, listen, the guys nobody, in the back of the boat aren't even touching the water. <laughs> just like, don't get on, don't get on me. Nobody yells at you guys better than me. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know that uh, that was a little. I'm not gonna say that was mean. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. No, it's okay. Anyway, so the NCAA uh, is. Uh, is kneeling down to the rule of the future president of the Republic of California, <laughs> um, which, you know, as well they should. What, what happens when the NCAA of California leaves the Republic? If it mm. leaves the Union, because it's a national... Yeah, national collegiate. collegiate. And if we're not part of the national anymore, what happens? Oh, uh, the INCAA. <laughs> we have the CCAA. California? Yeah. That sounds like a correctional, uh, some sort of correctional <laughs> league. <laughs> California Correctional <laughs> Athletics Association. Where the hell did you play last season? California Penal? Mm. <laughs> anyway, that's sports ball. Hey, oh, God, you got to give me a little heads I'm up. Sorry. I got nothing on the. That's sports ball. Well, uh, speaking of California leaving the union. Yes. If there was going to be someone who would drive us out. And you know what? I. I regret, in many ways, calling for the election of Donald Trump. In <laughs> oh, you're finally having some regrets, I see. Which, if you uh, if you watched the podcast back then, I said, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what happens." <laughs> Hillary's a terrible person. She'll make a terrible president. So will he. But at least he's a wild card. <laughs> Little did I know, <laughs> I had no concept of what exactly was going to happen. But. The one good thing that might come out of it is if he keeps fucking with us, we are going to leave. And uh, <laughs> I think it might be a good thing if he wins in 2020, which, by the way, it, it's not it's not a pipe dream for him to win in 2020. Yeah, yeah. That, he is up in national polling. So, I mean, yes, there are more Republicans than ever that want to see him impeached. I, I but. in a in a head to head against all the top Democratic candidates, the Democrats are ahead. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. It's all hypothetical right now because, yes. like, at some point we're going to get around to uh, let's just flash forward and say Biden wins the nomination. Mm -hmm. Right. Then we're going to get a whole bunch of people who are Bernie and uh, who are uh, Elizabeth Warren and Harris and everybody who are just like, I ain't voting for no fucking Biden. So, and yeah, so we're going to be in the same goddamn situation. we were last time where and, and everyone's just like oh i don't i don't want kamala harris to be president I, i'd rather it be anybody but her and then it's just like trump and it's just like well not him either but you know chris and Gillibrand's running third party so i guess i'll vote for her the problem really is stick it to him. the hypothetical nature of the polls is that they might ask would you vote for a democrat or for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And you, Democratic voters, say, Democrat, of course, yeah. yeah. And then they're going to say, would you vote for Biden over Donald Trump? And you, Democratic voters, say, I will never vote for Biden. But it's not going to be Biden. So I don't want to. I don't have to worry yeah. about that. So, of course, yeah, I'll vote for Clearly, Biden. Clearly, it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> but then eventually, it's not Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah. It's Joe Biden. And you're <laughs> sitting there like, oh, I'm just not going to vote. And then it's 2016 again. And then President Trump is back. And then the Republic of California splits off. Because here's the deal, America. We send you more money than we get back. And you can threaten to take away our wildfire money. And that's fine. We'll take away other things from you and use that money on the wildfires. <laughs> so. I, you know, I. <sighs> and we're going to. Put tariffs on all your goods coming in. 
I was I was make you pay for the wall. I, l- l- let me say this about California real quick. Uh, <laughs> and there you go. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a democratic bastion, and uh, everything is done exactly the way the Democrats would like it to be done. Yes. If they had the whole nation to themselves. The problem is that Democrats are way up in their own head about little every single little tiny detail about how like I was talking about like uh, marijuana with somebody recently and I'm just like, really? <laughs> Never would have thought <laughs> it came up in casual conversation. Hmm. The uh, in, in California, though, now that it's recreational too, they had to like completely change up the whole system that they had of how like these businesses could operate. And people who were like completely legal for twenty years all of a sudden were illegal overnight, and they had to like go through all the different permitting and like we promised to do this and that and the other thing. And if you found out they were in violation, they were just shut down. There wasn't like a warning system or anything like that. Do you ever go to the dispensary if you were a? Well, no, it's fine. Uh, do you ever go to the dispensary up on Sunset in Echo Park, or a dispensary up in that way? I had been to one. Okay, there were. F- there have been four in the last month that got shut down. Yeah. And I keep going past there in Ubers and seeing like people standing outside on the wall. And I'm like, is this an illegal dispensary? What's the deal? And the driver finally on the last one told me it's like either it's illegal and then they're just shutting it down and arresting people or they don't have permits. And technically, if you're a bud tender at one that's not permitted, it's the same as it being an underground dispensary. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know. Your boss is like, no, everything's cool. We're fine. And then the cops come in one day yeah. and you're against a wall. So, But I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, it's a legal product. You can yeah. buy, like, fucking THC at 7-Eleven now. Like, there are people <laughs> in jail less than five miles from here for marijuana. And you know what's closer like, than that jail? A dispensary? The Apple Store of Pot. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Where I, me, the biggest square in the world, <laughs> walks in and like, I don't know what I want. And the guy's like, well, come with me. <laughs> you will see. I just, breaks into a musical number. I just, like, the 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 fact that, like, every... It, it's taken the... the uh, I, I get where California's coming from. They don't want to have, like, somebody, like, die from some sort of, like, laced pot from, like, some crazy lunatic who, like... You're like, oh, I'm going to make some purple purple and I'm going to put some fucking codeine in it and it's just going to drive people nuts. Ah, ha, ha. You if know, you like, buy it from that dude, you deserve to <laughs> die. No, but I That's mean, like, that, that is natural selection. They're worried that, you know, the big jug of pot that they have is going to be laced with something and a bunch of people are going to die and then they're going to be like, California system's all fucked up and it's Gavin Newsom's fault. You know, that's what that's the that's the fever dream they have. Yes, that's the so, political paranoia. <laughs> every single every single piece of marijuana needs to be perfectly traced from where it was grown to where it is and needs to have a safety thing on it and only these corporations are allowed to grow weed now mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. none of the people who are growing it before because they're all in jail because fuck them mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh if you want to go buy an eighth of something it's going to cost you 75 dollars because this one's called la kush and they need to spend a lot on their marketing and yeah they also gave a lot of money to gavin newsom to run for governor Listen, <laughs> like, that doesn't have it's completely to do with it. irregardless of trying to keep these dangerous potheads off the street. I mean, give it to them legally. I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of regulations, right? Like, it, it, the whole thing's just fucked up. And uh, as much as uh, as much as I probably will v- be voting for a Democrat, any Democrat who isn't, <laughs> isn't Donald Trump, uh, I am I'm, uh, uh, increasingly worried that, like, Elizabeth Warren's, like, you know, like, oh, I have a great plan for Medicare. Is this going to be, like, 
no, no, no. This is going to be a huge fucking mess. Like it always is when Democrats get involved. In yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I, I have a solution. <laughs> that's why I like. That's why I like a Democratic executive with Republicans in the House and the Senate to just keep this shit in line. That no, it doesn't work anymore because they used to have rules, and now they're like, um, "It's a Thursday. What should we do? Nuclear option. All right, let's do it." Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it, the, there are no rules. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, "Young men should come from the countryside, replace the government every twenty years." Yeah, not with a revolution necessarily, but just like, "Hey, you've been in office twenty years. Time to go home. That's it." Um, and that was the best advice we ever got. But. The thing I love about this is that there are three solutions to our wildfire problem. Mm-hmm. Number one, Democrat elected in 2020. Okay. Okay. This doesn't solve the actual wildfires. It solves the funding. <laughs> yeah, the, the money fight. given to us. Yeah. yeah. We are way past the point where we're going to f- do anything about the wildfires. Uh, we crossed, you know, the threshold in like 2003. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just going to burn. Uh, it's the earthquakes or the mudslides or the fires. They're going to get us. Um, but don't worry, mom. I live in the center of a very concrete area. <laughs> It can't get here. Um, every time there's a every time there's a wildfire anywhere in LA, yeah. I get a call from my mom like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Ma, okay, I work in Center City. I live in Center City. There is nothing but concrete as far as the eye can see. Uh, the wildfire is gonna have to jump four miles and land on the one tree outside of my <laughs> office in order for me to be impacted by the wildfires. It's fine. Um, so, uh, one, Trump is defeated in 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call that right now at a 70-30 shot of him winning again in 2020. Two, uh, California becomes a separated republic, which I'm going to put at, you know, 98 to 2. 2% being the actual becoming. Yes, against. Uh, And three, and I think we're inching towards even odds, impeachment proceedings (laughs) in the House, which were kicked off this week. Can I make a quick fourth? Yes, go ahead. A wonderful story I heard. Oh, wait. Uh, this machine is designed to kill fast. Is that yours? Is <laughs> no, that yours? no, no, no. Uh, all right. Because uh, fourth, by the way, guillotines. So, all right, now fifth. Go ahead with your fifth. Yes. Part of part of. Uh, I told you to get back to guillotines. I told you. I told you. <laughs> the uh, the fires in California here recently. Um, the, uh, they came perilously close to taking out the Getty and the Reagan Presidential Library. One Ooh. of those I'm okay with. Well, uh, I'm not going to say which one. It's inter- interesting fact. Uh, the uh, Nixon or the Nixon, the Reagan Presidential Library has a gardener who loves goat gardening. Oh, Do you know about this want, thing? Yeah, they just let the goats. Want yeah, they the they go right? and they like eat all the all the awful like weeds and stuff yep. like that, and they don't touch the pretty flowers and stuff. They yep. just eat all the garbage and all the uh, brush mm-hmm. off the ground. Um, and that saved the fucking library. Didn't that it? literally did. God the, damn it. The fire got all the way up to the edge of where the goat's perimeter was and then slowed up because there was no brush to keep the fire like burning like crazy. So Listen, what I, I would what I would what I would uh, recommend to Gavin Newsom uh, uh, burn the Reagan line. <laughs> just, fuck this. Place. <laughs> no, just like uh, maybe maybe the answer has been goats the whole time, and we can just have goats roaming the country, the whole state, <laughs> the whole state. Oh, imagine the just smell. random goats. Imagine like. the post-apocalyptic <laughs> smell of California. <laughs> yeah, you thought going to the just Eastern Shore was bad. Set up a couple goats in the Santa Monica Mountains, let them do their thing. Like we crossed the mountains <laughs> coming back into downtown, and Corey's like, "Are we on the Eastern Shore? What's going on out here? Uh, it smells like the Eastern Shore out here." Uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. no. Uh, listen. I don't want any buildings to burn, especially a library, because I think libraries are very important. 
However, yeah. this one has Air Force One in it. Yeah, and it's a historical artifact. Uh, it also has uh, a replica of the uh, street corner where Reagan was shot at. Right? Does it? I think so. It's got like a, the the uh, limo and something set up there, and it's like, oh, here's the thing. Here's the car. It has the car and the plane. I thought maybe, maybe not. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I completely forgot to tell you about this. Did you hear about uh, Tucker Carlson talking about Adam Schiff on his show oh, last week? No. <laughs> he literally he literally like imagined an entire situation where uh, Adam Schiff is the guy who shot Reagan. I can't remember his name now. John Lee Brinkley. Or John yeah. Brinkley? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. He's just like, Adam Schiff right now, sitting in his office, stroking a gun, thinking about how he's going to get the love of Jodie Foster. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> like A, no, he's not. Because Adam Schiff clearly doesn't stroke a gun. Also, <laughs> like, hates like, guns. Yeah, like, hates them. <laughs> B, like, he's, you're comparing Adam Schiff to the guy who, the crazy guy who assassin, tried to assassinate the president. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's your, that's your go-to. Like, I, uh, I feel like there's lines between those two people. All uh, my point, my original point is you're this. either the CEO or the homeless guy out front. No, I think there's other things in between those two. Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Where's my job in that homeless guy? Sorry, you're either Mitch type. McConnell, the most honest guy in the history of the Congress, or you're Adam Schiff threatening to kill the president. Just like, where, where did this come from? There's like 495 <laughs> of them. Let's, uh, anyway, uh, I hate to imagine what Ocasio Cortez is doing and oh, she's, Tucker's uh, twisted mind. Slave layout. First of all, uh, <laughs> as a female, uh, I imagine it's something involving a Princess Leia costume. A gold. Yeah. Being strapped to Rush Limbaugh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in that chair at EIB Studios, like, <laughs> part of the excellence in broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know you've been listening to it. You knew what AIB was. Yeah, see? Thanks, Mr. Baker. You've trained him well. <laughs> That's actually from uh, Paul and Andy's office. I used to walk in there to like <sighs> yeah. be like, everything's good. I'm going to leave now. I've been here for 14 Bing! hours. <laughs> so it's like, you've been listening to the Excellence in Broadcasting Network. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I also. I followed immediately by like, do you have an awful penis? Do you want to <laughs> fix it? Call awfulpenispills.com. Listen, there are certain <laughs> words we can't say right now, but those people, you know who we're talking about. <laughs> I always like how the radio commercials for Rush Limbaugh programs sound like Joe Biden when he was trying to tell people to text his website. Oh, you remember yes. the debate? Yes. <laughs> all the things are just like, do you have problems standing up? Does your back hurt all the time? Well, then call 1-800-PAINPILLSFORYOU.COM. And you can <laughs> just like, what? It's too many digits, man. It's too many digits. <laughs> Yeah, just drop off the end. If you keep hitting is buttons, the it doesn't four F O R is a literal four. Still too many digits. I it's, don't. There's, there's not enough. It's radio. Enough. I can't tell the difference. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the joke that's now been stepped on about the Reagan Library is I don't want anything to get burned. But listen, they're fighting fires all around there. I'm pretty sure that that library would have benefited just fine for some trickle down from the surrounding <laughs> hills, and it would have kept it perfectly safe. <laughs> Let the, let the market figure it out. The market will figure <laughs> it out, all right? Everyone there who wants to protect their property will also protect the library because that's how things work. Um, 
So yeah. Uh, oh, well, uh, back to the original topic, which is the House is impeaching the President. Of the United States yes, officially now. So uh, the House will be, in fact, or not will be, has in fact brought articles of impeachment. The investigation is beginning. Uh, but I think the example I used in the pre-show meeting is it, it's weird because it's a lot like the starter pistol at the beginning of a marathon. Yeah, like everybody's all riled up and we're ready to go, and it's like get to the line, and then pow, and everybody goes running, and then you're like. You hear the announcer like, all right, Jim, here we go. Four hours. <laughs> Hope you're along for the ride with us because <laughs> this is not going to be quick. It's going to be long and drawn out. I remember the Clinton thing dragging out for over a year. Yeah. And then going to the Senate and the Senate was quickly like, like they just. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've read all the evidence. We're going to have one week of hearings and then take a vote because they really thought they had. Him. Yeah. <laughs> really thought they had him. And then Bob, uh, I almost called him Bob Hope. Uh, <laughs> Bob Dole. Then Bob Dole uh, decided, uh, but he's the one who called the vote. I'm trying to remember. Yes, and uh, he lost to Clinton, and then took the great pride in calling the vote, and then yeah. watched in horror as uh, the vote came down yeah. and they lost. Well, I mean, uh, I I think the old white men crying is my favorite thing. Here's the question: I we I know we got a bit of a process ahead of us. Mm. The the question that is in the minds of a lot of Democratic strategists, and I'd like to get your take. I haven't I haven't heard this yet. Yeah. Uh, if you were in charge of deciding how the impeachment inquiry was going to go for, forward, are you just focusing on this one really easy to digest story? The Trump asked the president of, of Ukraine for assistance and in, uh, investigating a political opponent for aid that was supposed to go to them or are you opening it up to anything that could possibly be detrimental to the president and making it all part of the impeachment inquiry as opposed to just focusing on the one thing that's pretty easy for and most americans are like right in line with like trump did wrong on ukraine Sidebar just quickly. Yeah. I forgot producer Carly was here and I just saw a little tuft of hair pop up over on the couch and I was like what the f- uh, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Producer Carly laying down on the she, job. She heard me say, uh, I, I, I've never asked you this before. And then she was just like, what could this be? <laughs> okay. So uh, this wasn't part of our pre-show discussion of which I wasn't involved. Well, she was at the window looking at us. Uh, she reads lips. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. Um, here's, here's the thing. Have you ever been to the circus? Yes. Uh, and I'll say, uh, even uh, for those of you who might not have been to a real circus, Cirque du Soleil does this very well as well. Um, the show in the middle of the ring is oftentimes like the flashiest show. Yeah. It's what they want you to look at. And it's really for the kids' entertainment. But oftentimes there's stuff happening in the other rings around that maybe a more discerning palette uh, of entertainment mm-hmm. might enjoy like oh there's a guy doing trapeze without a, a net but over here i got a dude jumping from ball to ball to ball like balancing on a big round ball right which doesn't look that entertaining but me <coughs> grown male adult looks at that like how is that possible yeah but a kid is gonna look at that and be like eh, he's just jumping what's the point because you're dumb and you don't realize how hard it is. So I think that they should treat this exactly like we treat children at the circus. Because in the end, the American voter is essentially a child at the circus. <laughs> so, uh, yes, they should make this very simple thing the center of attention. The House, uh, the party in control of the House controls what goes on C-SPAN. 
they control really the narrative in a lot of ways, make that the thing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that, you know, so um, I'm trying to think. So just uh, which, which committee is going to do most of the hearings? It's going to be. So they're going to they're breaking up the different things into different committees. Right. So and see, that, that's my point yeah. is that you what you want to do is you want like to judiciary is going to handle some of the lesser like the side ring activities. No, I think like, judiciary should do the main ones. OK, because that has some of the characters on it. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the clowns. I want to see the trapeze artists. Uh I want to see all of the interesting <laughs> characters on judiciary arguing about it. Republicans and Democrats, because I think we yes. got I think we got Jim Jordan on on the Republican side for judiciary. And I am. So you could just have him yelling at some career diplomat just going like, how much has George Soros paid you? And again, that is exactly <laughs> what I want to happen. Now, we'll go over to ways and means. Yeah. And maybe they're having an emolument clause conversation right. about like, what is the breakdown of the difference between. <laughs> In the budget of us landing our planes in Scotland versus landing them in northern England where the airbase is. Yeah. And why would we choose to do one or the other? That is a very boring conversation, but the difference is Trump personally makes $1,500 per night for every soldier who stays there yeah. versus them staying on base just 200 miles away. Not entertaining, but that is an expenditure, which is a ways and means discussion. Judiciary is about was the law broken, and that's where we keep the discussion about Ukraine and all that. And there are a lot of these little topics that you can move over somewhere. There's a, a committee that controls the SEC. All right. Is any <laughs> like, of this. If you hear about Trump just handing a check to Stormy Daniels, you could just be like, all right, let's bring that to the middle circus. Real- <laughs> yeah, and middle- I mean, yeah, that's the thing is anything <laughs> big happens. Yeah, you can shift it. But you also you have to be careful to say. I don't want this to become the center and then get complicated again because yeah. this thing in the center is simple and straightforward. And we're going to have 45 articles of impeachment to vote on the number. I want people to tune out after number five. Yeah. The first 10 are going to come from judiciary, but we all know we as congressmen know that these are important and we're going to vote on all of them. And maybe not all of them pass, but a lot of them will maybe all of them. will. who knows? But in the end, I think that the result is, if the American people see the top five are these very clear five, that's why, I mean, in the last week, 18% uh, increase in the number of Republicans who think impeachment is appropriate because they have done a decent job controlling the narrative and saying, like, listen, he can talk about that and that and that if he wants. Quid pro quo. This is what it is. Yeah. He said the thing. Here's the transcript. He thinks you're dumb because he said it's not that. Can you read this and tell me that it is that? And then some of the smartest people I know, some attorneys from some great states named after Queens of England, <laughs> don't know the details of those situations. Like, yeah. That's not what happened. It's in the transcript. <laughs> yes. He literally says it. Yeah. I don't know. And then, by the way, goes on national TV. Yeah. And says well, China <laughs> should do it, too. You know? <laughs> so, I just it's like. Part of me, the 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 logical part of me says, why are we having hearings? He See, went on TV and did it again. Let's what, just call it. I mean, like what what really bothers me at the end of the day about this whole thing is that uh, clearly any anything that happens is just going to embolden him to do worse because yeah. he started doing this the day after the after uh, uh uh, Mueller testified in front of Congress. Yes, it was the day after. He's just like, I'm in the we or I'm, I'm in the clear now. 
And just the same as like when uh, the Russian uh, ambassador came. Yep. And it's just like, <laughs> they tried to get me, but now I'm good. Like, every single time he tries to do something is because he thinks he's, like, in the clear now. So if you try to impeach him on this and then you don't get it, then I guarantee the very next day he's going to be calling up Rudy going, like, hey, should we turn over? <laughs> should it, we go shake down Italy for some money? Like, <laughs> it, like, again, this is a presidency that began four or five weeks before the election with a tape coming out of him saying, when you're rich and powerful, you can do anything you want and they can't stop you. You can grab them by the pussy if you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And they, we still elected him president. I, I, I mean, so, yes, you've clearly emboldened a narcissistic psychopath. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get He's not really a narcissistic psychopath. He's narcissistic, but he's he's just dumb. And he's, <laughs> he's a child. If you... Maxon. If I think Maxon, the president of the United States, these are the things he would do. I'd be like, hey, Mac, uh, would you like more of this thing or would you like to act responsibly? He'd be like, uh, and just grab more yeah. of the thing. Like, that's that's what it is. Also, his tweets probably would make just about as much sense as Trump's <laughs> tweets now that I think about it. Um, also, when he gets Maybe angry, you would explain what Kafafe is. <laughs> he probably could. Uh, also, uh, they have similar dispositions towards anger because. Uh, at this point, uh, I got a portal for my sister so that we can do face chatting a lot, or FaceTiming, but through Facebook a lot easier. And Maxon apparently, when he wants, when he sees my face on the portal pop up, meaning that I'm just active, he will like run over and touch the face, and then when it doesn't call me, scream at the portal, and then run into where my sister is and scream at her, and then run back in and scream at the portal. Now all he's got to do is touch the face and swipe it. Oh, sorry, swipe it. To the middle of the screen, yeah. and it'll call me. But he has not figured that out yet. Yeah. He, for him, it's just touch it. And she sent me a video of him like tapping it and being like, "Whoa, <laughs> And I'm just like, "This man could be president. He could be president one day. He could fulfill all of he my has, dreams." He has the calm <laughs> demeanor of somebody who needs. Also. He really likes McDonald's. So I mean, I'm just saying he's firing on all cylinders towards the White House. So Speaking of uh, somebody who won't be president. <laughs> Me? Is that what you're no. Well, here's the thing. I said I wanted to be president 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. A lot's changed. A lot's changed. A lot's changed since then. But ironically enough, both I... And Beto O'Rourke, who just popped on the scene, had the same chance of being president this year. So congratulations. <laughs> Maybe they'll draft him at the convention. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I mean, if they draft him, they better fucking draft him to run for Senate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just I, mean, one, I know you're not going to. Just one guy in the crowd just stands up in the middle of the whole the whole proceeding. He's just like, anybody else, Miss Beto? Just like, yeah. There is. <laughs> all right. So I listen to a lot of history podcasts, so I'm not which one, sure which one it is. There was one that talks about how Garfield got elected. Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Literally one vote. On the 33rd ballot, somebody jokingly put his name on. Yeah. Then they run the 34th ballot, and he gets 30 votes. 30 out of, like, 2,700 votes. Yeah. And slowly but surely, every ballot, it gets more and more and more. And come to find out, the person who cast the first ballot was a guy from Ohio. Uh, Garfield's also from Ohio. And um, he was just like, you know, I'm sick of voting for these guys. Neither one of them is ever going to win. I'm just going to put anybody's name. Looked up. Saul Garfield 
wrote Garfield. <laughs> that is how he became president <laughs> of the United States because people are. It just be like if one random person was a quick and loans arena or whatever. And it's just like, hey, Martin O'Malley. <laughs> I will scribble, burn scribble, this scribble. motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> I I listen. I just one Maryland Democrat just looking up, going like, "Hey, Marty's here." I talk a lot of shit, <laughs> but I swear to you, I will like Pancho Villa. I will take to the wilderness. I will find you, person who put him on the ballot with one vote. You will be the first to go, and then fire will sweep this entire nation. You will be the mockingbird. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I think I might have crossed the line right there. I'm not really sure. Uh, to be fair, it was all hypothetical, and it was the end of the union. So Yes, and also... Uh, this is like, uh, you got to go back and kill John Connor. Like, you're not really... Martin O'Malley running, uh, getting elected. <laughs> Somebody putting his name on the ballot for president. That's uh, that's all I joke. Yeah. What's not funny, the numbers for Terminator on his opening <laughs> weekend, speaking of John Connor. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, I have been given some thought to this. Uh, we don't have nearly enough splashes. Uh, yeah. And I think that we should give some cons- some like thought to making a few more of uh, recurring chapters. Like sports ball? Like, like sports ball. Yeah. Wait, because I think it's also good that we can uh, start dividing it up into chapters and people can skip. Like mm. uh, uh, On Anchor? On Anchor, yes, yeah. because uh, Roxanne was watching earlier. Roxanne, who's in New York, thank you for joining us very late in New York. Yeah. Uh, basically, chimed, came in, saw, and then sent me a text and said, yeah, no, you're talking about sports. I don't care. And just like, <laughs> jumped out. Yeah. And I think that like if you have those chapters that are like here, 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 maybe some of you like sports and you stick around for the sports and maybe you want a little bit of something else, but not politics. Okay, yeah. well, give you a way to skip over the politics. Give you a way to skip over... Yeah, maybe you want to skip the Baltimore news. You're heartless. The city is burning. It's a third world country. Don't you want to hear a couple of little stories about it? But no, just to give them a little thing. So I, I want you to give it some thought. Okay. About like what we can chapter up um, this stuff as. Because I think that in, in uh, we should, one, we should be talking about mo- movies more. Right? Yeah, entertainment I agree. Industry more. Yeah. Um, we should also not wait till one ten in podcast <laughs> to uh, get to the top. Well, to be fair, we got lost in fanatics, guys. <laughs> Which, <laughs> in and of itself, is a little bit. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe there's a chapter there about what's happening in our lives. Me <laughs> with a no shave November. Yeah. Uh, Corey taking on fanatics, the largest Jersey <laughs> franchise uh, in the country. But uh, yeah, so just give that some thought. Okay. And uh, then also um, find some music, make a splash, <laughs> put it together in Premiere, send it to me. I will do the tough work of creating a new button and getting it into <laughs> OBS, and then we'll have it. Well, I think uh, uh, all we need then is to figure out what this segment, what this segment is exactly. Yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It is. It's. Uh, I I'm all for more splashes. I yes. just need to figure out like what it is exactly. I. You know. Hmm? It kind of, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like you know when they run for like Emmys and Oscars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They have the four-year consideration events. Sure, yeah. It feels like that should be like the sort of like. Are like, you saying you're at the level of an of an Emmy or Oscar voter? No, no, no. But I'm saying like if if you 
drive down like you know uh, Barham or something like that. Sure, yeah. you'll just see like a bunch of like the good plays for your consideration for an Emmy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Maybe that's the thing that like ties it all together. I, I think similarly, any any show you produce, the only way you'd get into any kind of consideration would be by putting up a lot of billboards <laughs> everywhere. Exactly. So I think there's a connection there. It's kind of like an inside Hollywood thing too. I don't know if everyone yeah. like. Um, you know, people are just driving down bars and like they're I, like, hey, there's the one man show that CBS picked up. We're just monologuing. To be game. honest, really, all I can think of is either uh, we call this segment for your consideration or mm-hmm. we call it Hollywood Poop Shoot dot com. Oh. So I don't know. Now, wait, <laughs> let's, not, let's not be too there, hasty. There is no such thing as bad ideas at this point. <laughs> uh, the only concern I would have is that uh, we might get a copyright strike from <laughs> Smith, Kevin Smith. Smitty might sue us. Yes. Well, I don't even care about the uh, suing. The suing, like, I think, what do I got, buddy? My, co- I literally, I'm homeless. I have no car. I, everything I own is in boxes. Come at me, bro. Like, what like, are you gonna do? I'd like to think that Smitty sees it. He's just like, no, let him go. <laughs> uh, he's just looking at. It, he's like, life has beat him up enough. I don't want to have any part of that. Anyway, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing because they're also they're typing in a cow's ass while they're going to moviepoopshoot.com, yeah. right? It's the backside of the Oh, no, it's the front of the... Is it, it was, the front? Yeah, he was, like, holding the laptop, like... Oh, I thought it was, like, sitting nah. up on his ass, like, eh, but okay. That was funnier. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, maybe take some advice because now I came up with a funnier idea. You're going to talk about movie poop shoot. put it on his ass like he's twerking a fucking computer. By the way, this week I also watched the worst twerking competition I have ever seen <laughs> just a couple of drunk girl, a couple of drunk white girls without asses uh, trying to twerk. The ones who don't have butts are the, the, the ones who like are just like flailing their lower vertebrae. <laughs> don't just just don't just just, don't. just stop. stop. Anyway, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Let's get back on the topic. <laughs> so the latest in movie poop shoot. <laughs> um. Wait, wait, let's see what I got. Let's see what I got queued up here. What do we have? Uh, um, all right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Um, uh, and, of course, we got a, lot of, uh, got a lot of entertainment news this week. Uh, so we offer the next segment for your consideration. Oh, damn it. The image. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is gone. Everything is gone. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> Let me find it again. Oh, there we are. Yes. Uh, so I was hoping that I was going to pull up the uh, picture of the uh, oyster-covered scooter from a few episodes ago. <laughs> okay. But I think that I may have deleted, deleted the images <laughs> and not the scene. So, oh, well. Um, oh, wait. Here we go. Uh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Here we go. So a lot of movie news coming out this week. So uh, we're going to offer... This segment for your consideration. Look, there is a rat in your unit. That is a fact, all right? <laughs> Why not have some classic <laughs> cinema in there, all right? You know what I mean? So, okay. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, Terminator, uh, not doing well in the box office. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who could have predicted? I could have predicted mm. because I saw the last Terminator movie, and it was terrible. Mm. It was horrendously and, terrible. And Arnold was in that one as well. Yes, I'm trying to remember what the last one was. What was the the principal was concept? Amelia Clark, uh, Arnold. Uh, oh fuck that guy! I really don't like. What's his name? He was in <laughs> Chappaquiddick, 
and uh, Pet Cemetery. Jason Clark. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. You really don't like Jason Clark. I don't like Jason Clark. Mm. Uh, he was in it. Who else was in it? God damn it. What was the concept, though? That uh, the the what we thought was going to end the world like originally in the original Terminator movies was incorrect. It was something that happened later. So we had to come back a second time. But this time when we realized it, the Arnold robot was older now. So they had to send it back from further in the future to this point right now where John Connor is not like a teenager anymore. He's like an adult. Okay. But, uh, and wait, everything, everything just goes like, what? Who was playing John Connor? Was it the Clark? No, no. I mean, it wasn't the guy you hate. And who was Amelia Clark playing? I think she was playing. I can't even remember. I think she was playing like a Sarah Connor. And who's the Terminator? Like, I don't even. This is why I didn't go see yeah, it. I'm like, confused trying to remember it. I can't even imagine what I was thinking it was out. Here's the problem with every Terminator movie is they're trying to figure out some sort of way to bring it around to the one you've seen. Mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. I'm just randomly walking into Terminator Salvation. What the fuck is this? And then on the screen, like right at the front, it's just like the war has been raging. We are in the middle of it now. And I'm just like, great. <laughs> and that's the Christian Bale one. <laughs> yeah. That was I guess. Christian Bale. I yeah. Now I am down. The last one I was really into was Christian Bale, which was like a this is not even in the timeline. We're in the future already. We're fighting. Yeah, we're already. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and then the one before that, that was uh, the nerdy kid playing John Connor. Um, and it ends up with the. Uh, oh, Claire Danes. Claire Danes is in that one too. Do you remember that one? No. Claire Danes' dad was uh, head of NORAD, which is mm, okay. Suspend disbelief just a little bit. Um, and then they said uh, to to stop. I mean, like the the big thing in the most recent Terminator, the Genesis one. Yes. Was that there was going to be an app that was released and was going to be automatically downloaded on everybody's computer. I and do remember that, that was going yes. to be the start of the yes. robot uprising and stuff like that. It's like, we're two days away from clarity. I remember that, yeah. Now, I did not see it, but I remember the commercials. And yeah. I remember saying, saying to myself, oh, Game of Thrones, you've, you've fallen so far. From, <laughs> what are you doing here? But she did look hot in that leather, like, with the guns and stuff. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was fine at it in a movie that just had no purpose for being there. Like, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'm gonna go see Last Christmas. Probably like it almost, weekend. it almost felt like every single scene she should have just like turned around and just been like John. And then like there's a second, it's just like I'm getting paid today, right? <laughs> <laughs> today is payday, in fact. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, and, and on that topic, <laughs> the editor just not on the cuts. He's just like fuck it. Close enough. <laughs> on that topic, uh, the one thing I think that we've missed the bar on. <laughs> Director's watching and he's just like, it's a funny Easter egg. Well, <laughs> <laughs> only gonna see if they're paying attention. Um, the one thing I think we're missing the point on is, listen, I love a badass female character. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Connor in Terminator 2. Yeah. Right? Where she's just like whipping ass all the time. Mm-hmm. Dig it. And she's a little soft in Terminator 1 and the Terminator, but I think like she really comes into it at the end of that and then kind of in Terminator 2. But we don't need all of it. Well, uh, hold on. I, I, I will because- I will I will second your I love strong female characters who yes. kick ass and stuff yeah. like that. But much like every character who kicks ass, I want there to be a reason where I go like, Oh fuck, you messed up bad. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like John Wick is like, you know, like, oh yeah, he was a hitman for the mob, but then you kill his dog and you're just like, Well fuck, now everyone has to go. Like And John And Wick- that's when he when he starts mowing people down, you're just like, Well, you killed his dog. I don't know. 
John Wick works say. just as well as Joanna Wick. Yeah. I don't care because the concept's so good that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. anyone kicking ass like that, I'm down for. Also, though, I, I do like Keanu Reeves. I just, yeah. I, just I want to see him. No, but I'm saying like a Joanna Wick would be would yeah. be fine. I just I I I just don't want like it Ooh, seems Olivia like Olivia Munn <laughs> is Joanna Wick. It seems like there's Ooh. a lot of like studio execs who's just like, is this woman strong? And it's just like, yeah. It's just like good. Just make her indiscriminately strong for no reason. Like it's just yeah. like she's just like <laughs> the first scene of the movie. She's kicking down a door and she's just like down to the ground, motherfuckers. It's just like why is she here? What is she doing? Like. Speaking of John Wick, there is a female assassin in that. Yeah. I would really dig a prequel movie of hers. Because she, I feel like there's a lot of... There's Halle a lot Berry? Of, no. Wait, what? No. not Yes. Okay, yes, her. <laughs> but also in John Wick 2, the one who comes into oh, the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that is a kind of like... And, and, you know, uh, spoiler alert. Wasn't that Ruby Rose? No, no, no. That was, was in the it? third one. The third one, yeah. She's yeah. in the third one. I always forget also, who was in the I mean, second. Again, there's really great female characters yeah. in John Wick, and I don't know. I've completely... No, it wasn't Ruby stuff. Rose. It was the other... Uh, fuck. Um, the one from Billions. Yes. <sighs> I can't remember. Asia Kate Dillon. I would not know if you said it. I know her face. I do not know her name, so... They're... Yeah. Ooh, fun fact. Guy uh, from Billions went to Hostra. The character, not the actual <laughs> So, Anyway, I feel like this Terminator was a lot like... Let's just throw a lot of women, and they're all strong, and they're gonna get kicked. John Connor's ass. a little bitch. Yeah, and just like let's do this, and, and just, Arnold comes back, but he's threatened by all the women. Like that, and that's the thing. It's like you know, you can have strong men and strong women. Just together. one scene where Arnold's just like, damn. <laughs> I think though that they emasculated Arnold a little bit to make the women seem stronger, which by the way I think is a cheap way to do it. You don't have to make the men weaker to make the women stronger. You just make strong women because I, Michelle like, I just, is an equal to Barack. I just I just don't get like why executives at movie th- studios are just like, well, there's many reasons why a man can be strong, but why could a woman be strong? <laughs> there has to be some. Did somebody? Did somebody threaten to steal her child? Is that why she's so pissed off? It's just like, yeah, there. That, that's the only sure, reason the only why. <laughs> proposition for you: uh, Maxon is both president and studio president because I feel like <laughs> he could pick movies about average to what they do right now. You know, put him in charge of Paramount. They're not going to do any worse. Um, or no, wait, Warner Brothers is it'll probably be, better. It'll be the new Bob Evans. Warner Brothers. Well, I was gonna say that was I was thinking Paramount because I'm like, oh, there's already you know they, there's a gap there, and maybe they need a two year old to come in and do it. Uh, ooh, ooh, Max and floating on the pool, just going like, kid notorious at it again. <laughs> Smoking the cigarette. I really want to uh, create that video, not without the cigarette. <laughs> I don't want him to have a cigarette. Um, I was thinking. Uh, hey, the guy going out really loves uh, tits. The guy coming in really <laughs> loves tits. So, uh, yeah, I feel like there's a, a solid exchange there. <laughs> Maxon comes in, he's like, what can I say? I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, oh, man. Um, I feel bad that we've basically ruined Maxon's career in Hollywood before it's even started. Oh, no, no. Do you see how cute that kid is? That kid is going places. And he's smart, and uh, he's going to be speaking like five languages. We've heard a lot of talk about you on the Only Anthem podcast. Yo, I'm going to be like, if Will only Smith. those guys wrote screenplays. 
I, I <laughs> all these fantastic <laughs> ideas and more available in screenplay form. Uh, I really want to do like a Jaden Smith thing with him. Once he learns to talk, uh, more importantly, probably to read. I'd really like to shoot <laughs> something with him. Um, maybe I'll start working on that. That sounds like a good proposition. Uh, anyway, um, where the, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they um, they said this cannot miss three strong women <laughs> in a Terminator movie. Let's do it. How many famous times? How many times has that been said? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it was a miss. And uh, Jason Clark, Amelia, Amelia Clark. We got two Clarks for the price of one. I mean, actually, we had to pay both of them substantially. <laughs> but like, we have two eh, Clarks. Eh, it's fine. Do you know um, how many movies have succeeded with two Clarks on them? Nobody knows. <laughs> we, we learn now. They have a 0% failure rate. <laughs> I like what I'm hearing. All right. Um, but yeah, it's it just, you know, let's, how about this? Let's not go to the lowest common denominator. Um, like, let's not make a movie in one to one point two <laughs> format that's in black and white and has no narrative. Listen, no storyline. I'm glad that movie exists, even if you don't like it. I'm glad. By the way, Baker, filmmaker dot com uh, for the new uh, movie review of or Lighthouse. The YouTube. Yeah, the Lighthouse, which is what I'm talking about, and I'll have a review coming out later. <laughs> it's. Are you gonna do yours in black and white too? No, I am not. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do it in, uh, you know, Duke Nukem Rage Face. <laughs> That's going to be me. Um, spoiler alert. Don't waste your time. You're going to have a similar reaction to the lighthouse that I had to Terminator Genesis. I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, Why the fuck is this around and who allowed it to happen? I'm going to have a similar reaction to what you had to add Astra, only, you know, more educationally based with a factual argument to back it up. <laughs> I said Ad Astro was fine. It just wasn't for me. I was actually surprised by your review. I listened to it, and I'm like, this is way softer than what I was hearing in the car on the way home. Look at you softening up to try and get likes. How no, dare I, you? I, I, How I dare you? What did I say so wrong in the car? That was a piece of shit. I don't know what. I would never work with Brad Pitt. I would never work with anyone who had anything to do with this movie ever. I, you could not pay me. To work, even for the studio that produced I w- it. I wonder sometimes if Rob just <laughs> creates his own conversations when he's not listening to. Uh, that conversation <laughs> may or may not have happened, and it may or may not. If it's just like every career. every single time other people talk, Rob just hears like, wah, 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 and you just assume. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> sometimes that yeah. is a fact. Uh, moving on from Terminator. Uh, oh, let's not do the other entertainment story. Because okay. I feel like I really want to dive in, and we're at 126, so we okay. should not. Um, Shall we, like, quickly uh, uh, just drop in on uh, the Baltimore corner? I think it would be good to take a little quick trip to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. Absolutely. Okay, yes. So, uh, I do want to just touch on this because uh, I was, I don't want to say offended, but uh, Elijah Cummings' funeral was last Friday. Or the Friday, Friday before last. Mm-hmm. We talked about it on last week's podcast. Yeah. And body was not cold and in the ground before right, I think after we recorded on Monday, so Tuesday, mm-hmm. the first person announced for his seat. And 
Oh, wait, no, because Monday is when Hogan said, we're going to have a special election. Yeah. Tuesday, somebody announced for the seat. And I think that there are four or five people who are either officially in or have, like, mentioned that they may run for it. Yeah. Uh, one of them is not a Mosby, which we predicted it might be uh, last week. But no, no Mosby's yet. Um, There are, uh, yeah, Joe Carter's in. I don't think we have to say a Mosby because it, it would be Nick or nobody. You never know, all right? <laughs> uh, you never know. I don't think Marilyn Mosby... Though I did see that uh, uh, through Vignaraja is mm-hmm. uh, putting his hat in the ring for mayor. Yes, he is. Which means that maybe Mosby is going to try and like uh, uh, split off the vote by having him run, and then she runs for mayor too. Or and then all the people who think Theroux is going to <laughs> is going to stand up for justice. Or uh, <laughs> Nick has Theroux getting in the race, and he's like, "If it oh. works for the wife, it can work for me too." Here we go. Theroux, how would you like to play spoiler again? <laughs> What do you got going on? Uh, you want to stay in? How would you like to be the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> uh, but so Jill Carter is in the race. Talmadge Branch is in the race. Uh, a uh, state uh, delegate and a state senator. Res- uh, does a reverse. Sorry, and Jill Carter is a senator. Kwesi Mfume is more importantly. Kwesi Mfume is uh, is he officially in or is he like a? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I I saw a story about it with the tagged. Uh, Twitter handle of Infume for Congress. So ah. I assume that yes, it's official. Now, in uh, some I haven't you... seen the official like statement saying that it's happening, but I imagine if you there's a Twitter account <laughs> that like yes. unless somebody at the stun was just like, "Ooh, Infume for Congress." It's got two followers. It's been out there since like 2007. Um, I created, so he had to buy it from me. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, I think for Listen, a, I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna have to come crawling back at some point or another. I may or may not have the Twitter account Run Wayne Run from <laughs> two thousand and twelve yeah. or fourteen. When the hell were we talking about that? About him just running was against you, Andy. Was Harris. it you who created that account, by the way? I, I think so. I think that I have that account, Run Wayne Run. <laughs> Because I remember, like, Run Wayne Run asked you to like it or something like that way back when, and I was just like, fuck yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I just abandoned that Twitter that Twitter account after the primary. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I created Runway and Run, which is uh, I've lived the lives of three men. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but Kwesi uh, Infume, why is it important that he's in the race? Well, he was the person who had that seat before Elijah Cummings did. Back when that seat wasn't the same thing as it is now, because uh, gerrymandering. Yeah, before redistricting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gerrymandering, but we call it redistricting when we do it. <laughs> when Democrats do it, and it impacts Democrats, and it benefits Democrats, yes. it's called redistricting. Yeah. And I think if I remember correctly, that Kwesi was basically... When it's done in North Carolina, it's gerrymandering, and it's wrong. I think he when was it's actually... it's done in Maryland, it's perfectly fine and legal. I think he was drawn out of the district and into one, which became like, you're not going to be able to win that. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's the Eastern Shore District. Uh, your name is Kwesi Mfume. You're the former head of the NAACP. Well, you see, I've, I'm pretty sure he left Congress to be the head of the, the NAACP. Oh, did he actually leave? I no, maybe when they redistricted him, he just left at the end of that term. Maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm not entirely... Because, uh, to be fair, Elijah Cummings has been in that seat for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Most of my life, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but Kwesi Mfume looks... Does not look his age. <laughs> Are you trying to come around to saying black don't crack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has got that... Because uh, the NAACP does not appreciate that kind of... I was say, who were we talking about uh, a couple weeks ago? Ah, oh, damn. 
Samuel Jackson yeah. looks exactly the same as he did in 94. Kwasi yeah. and Fume also looks exactly <laughs> the same as he did in 94. Um, but yeah, it, uh, Cummings had that seat for a long time uh, before him was uh, Infume. And I think he's in the position, uh, you pointed out in the pre-show, of just being able to say like, hey, listen, this is a special election. And why are we going to kill ourselves, kill each other over a special election? Yeah. I'm offering stability. Just I've had, I had seat that before. seat before. I know yeah. how it works. I'll I'll just I'll carry the torch from my good friend Elijah Cummings. Yeah. I'll get us through to the election, and then maybe I'll run. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it happens. But I'll, in the meantime, I'll be a good steward of his legacy and his seat. I feel like he did leave to go run the NAACP because he didn't run against Cummings when he ran. Like no. Cummings ran, I think, unopposed. I think Cummings was sort of his pick. Yeah, if I yeah. Like, correctly. hey, he's actually still in the district. Vote for him. Yeah, I'm gonna go run the NAACP in Maryland, uh, and the national NAACP. I think. Yeah, I thought he was the head of the of the national. Maybe he was already point. the head of the state NAACP. I can't remember, but but he was uh he was in charge of a, a chapter and or the entire organization for a while. <laughs> Um, but he does have that ability. He's either a senator or the president. I can't quite remember. One or the other. Uh, but he uh, he has the ability to say, listen, I've had the job before. I know what it is. Uh, I also knew Elijah Cummings very well. I feel like I can carry his legacy to the end of this term. And then when we get to the fall, then we can fight amongst ourselves, and that's fine. But let's not kill, beat each other up until March and then start it all over and beat yeah, yeah, each other yeah. up again starting in June. There's no reason for that. Um because like, I, by think, the way, I, I think he, he just wants to be he wants to get in that seat and okay. then he wants to stay in it. By the way, until 98% he dies. return rate. So yeah. once he's there and that return rate applies to people who take over in special elections, the senator who died and his wife was given the seat by the governor. Mm-hmm. She was reelected at the end of that term. Yeah. Like it's just people are not smart. And when you put senator next to your name or congressman, they're like, oh, well, he's already got the job, so he's fine. <laughs> and sometimes they're appointed. So, yeah. uh, and essentially the primary for that seat is the election. Uh, I can't see a Republican picking up Elijah Cummings' seat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. I just don't think uh, any Republicans got what it takes. You know who might have it? <laughs> Wayne Gilchrist. Listen, <laughs> I am bringing back the Wayne run, Wayne run. Wayne, I need you to move into the district. Wayne, Wayne pulls up to an old, an old townhouse in, in West Baltimore with all his clothes on a on a stick, like hanging off his back. Just like, well, here's where old Wayne starts up again. By the way, your Wayne Gilchrist voice, the same as your Denzel Cheek voice. <laughs> Just old white guy from the East. They're Shore. all the same people to me. <laughs> Oh, the, I uh, wish my dad was Wingo Chris. <laughs> the um, yeah, I don't imagine a Republican actually runs. I imagine there there's surely going to be a Republican who runs, but he's going to be like, uh, he's not going to get a debate with the Democratic primary winner. Mm-hmm. He's just going to have a whole lot of like, yeah, well, Baltimore is a shithole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just uh, like Trump said, and then he'll get his four percent of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> It'll quietly go. Listen, home I don't and think shut the, the president's fuck up forever. wall goes far enough. We need a wall on the south, but we also need to wall off the Mason Dixon to protect us from these liberals in the north poisoning our children. That was just my general redneck voice. I just, yeah. went, with, I just went with the redneck voice. So, yeah. Anyway, did you, did you see, by the way, just remind me your racist redneck voice. <laughs> remind me, did you see the video of Tom Brady and creating Ed Reed before the state before no. the game? No. Oh, I. Can I get your live reaction to this? Sure, go ahead. Go ahead and pull that up real Um, quick. Because I I said it before the show, 
uh, hoping that we would talk about it and then I completely forgot. While you're pulling that up, I yes. will say, speaking of racist stuff, you should absolutely be watching Watchmen on HBO. Find a way to watch it if you uh, are, you know, like friend of the show, Roberto, who just mooches off everybody. <laughs> Hope he's still watching or listening. Uh, so find a way to watch it. It is fantastic. It takes place today. The original Watchmen took place in 85. So it's been like 20 years to 30 years, uh, 30 some years. And uh, anyway, it's got a really interesting take. And uh, I talk about in my Jojo Rabbit review, which is available now at Everyman Movie Reviews, that um, this it society is putting me in a weird place where I'm like got a soft spot for Nazis and Jojo Rabbit. And like, I don't know who to cheer for the cops or the uh, the clearly white supremacist racist terrorists in Watchmen. It's like, no one's good in this, and I don't know who to trust or to cheer for. Um, but they have, the white supremacists have a Nixon statue in front of their trailer park, so that's unfortunately a notch for the cops. I'm just hoping that there's something that I don't understand coming soon because it's driving me insane. Okay, here we go. Okay, so... Uh, for people who aren't listening at home, you can find this tweet at Black Adam Schefter, which is one of the greatest sports Twitter handles. Um, I'm going to try and play this close to the microphone so they okay. can hear it as well. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's uh, Tom Brady walking through the, the, the bowels of the stadium mm-hmm. and seeing Ed Reed and recognizing him as the kryptonite to Tom Brady's yes. Superman. Uh, and uh, just tell me what you hear. Just, okay. just take a listen. They got to bring you here. They know you. They know you're my kryptonite. They got to bring you here. Is that what he said? Did you not hear a possible word said after the kryptonite one that maybe Tom Brady shouldn't be saying to Ed Reed? I think he <laughs> said, "Of course they're gonna bring you here. You're my kryptonite. They'll bring you here, and maybe bring you here. Bring you here." Sounds maybe a little <laughs> bit like a word Tom Brady shouldn't be saying. But I don't think he would actually say that. All right. Uh, also, he's saying it to a black guy, <laughs> and there's a camera in his face. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's has enough cooth, even if he would say it to his friends, not to say it in that situation. All right. All right. Uh, the, the, the internet is torn on it at the moment, so uh, I, I, thought I, <laughs> I thought I would get your reaction. There is no way... I hate Tom Brady, but like he's all he's one of the smoothest characters around. Has he ever had a gaffe in public? Well, he had two of the most beautiful women in the world <laughs> pregnant with his child at the same time. He did have the uh, Trump, su- the Trump support that did probably do something. I mean, to OK, him, so but, that's yeah. a gaffe. But that was his yeah. political leanings. And basically, he's like, eh, football is separate from that. All I right. mean, has he said anything or done anything? Again, other than having the two most beautiful women in the world <laughs> pregnant with his child at the same time. All which, right. By the way, Tom Brady, can you leave some for the rest <laughs> of us, honestly? All right. Fair enough. Uh, well, you know, we're one place where you definitely won't hear anybody slip the N-word. <laughs> Don't make promises. I hope. 
Where's that? Ohtheanthem.com. Cordeanthem.com. Ohtheanthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. I knew I shouldn't have made those promises and then given Strom Thurmond a podcast. Ah. <laughs> it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Uh, you can find... <laughs> You can find more of my... Strom Thurmond's ghost? Like, what? <laughs> How is Strom Thurmond on a podcast? This is the Strom Thurmond ghost podcast. I got a lot of things to say. Yeah, it's... Listen, <laughs> you dug up tapes of him from 48, and you ran them on the podcast. That's not a podcast. That's your racist podcast. That's the Corey Baker racist podcast. Uh, you can find I more... <laughs> you can find my movie reviews at CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Cory Baker Film at LegendsCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, the most recent one for The Lighthouse is out right now. Uh, I did it a little bit different, so I hope everyone enjoys it because the movie's a little bit different. Um, and, yeah, we're going to go see a movie again here in the next couple of days. So I want to have another review out for Thursday and then we'll have a Monday the next week. So uh, more re- movies to see, more reviews to do. Let me know what you want me to do reviews on other than Terminator, which I ain't going to do. Terminator. <laughs> I say Terminator. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to do a review. There we go. See? So you can get... Because you know what? I see the movies that you might want to go see. Not the movies <laughs> I want to see. It's not about me. <laughs> Clearly, this is a movie that nobody me. wants to see. Well, you know, like 1,100 people saw it in Texas <laughs> somewhere. It's fine. It's fine. So you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to everything I do, including the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. Uh, make sure you check out my new profile on Instagram, Robert and Cheek. And of course, I now have a new public page available on Facebook. Make sure you go and give it a like, Robert and Cheek. Does that surprise anybody? Huh? 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 But it's got huh? the little dashes in it right now uh i have to get the actual link uh i just know if you search for robert and cheek now the number one result is my page not okay. my name. so uh anyway you can find links to all of that and on top of that also the books which are available on amazon barrow's books uh and i want to encourage everybody it is NaNoWriMo, which is national R- novel writing month i have not actually started on my new novel but i already have the idea i think it's very unique if you are participating in NaNoWriMo, make sure you come and find me Let's buddy up and let's uh, do some writing. Um, not to add, uh, you know, a repetitive nature to this, but again, no shave November. Uh, come and throw a couple shekels in the uh, in the old bin. It's for a fantastic cause uh, for men's health and for generally, I get health in general, I guess, with the uh, St. Jude's benefit. So, um, holy shit, we got to wrap this up. All right, <laughs> looking forward to all that. Uh, so you can find all that and more on social media. Come and find me. Uh, and uh, new episodes of the Everyman Movie Review Thursday, and then some other day in the middle. Um, I have Jojo Rabbit out right now, and I have a back. A, I have batch recorded, so uh, I have like six or seven coming. Plus the new movies we're gonna go see because I do it all for you. Wonderful. Well, I think we did good here today. Uh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the O the Anthem podcast. See you next As week. As always, you're listening to <laughs> the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. Uh, for Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.